This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disembodied Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. And I am Robert. And we are here today to enlighten you in so many different things. So much things going on, right? Oh, I don't know about enlightening, but... Well, maybe it be enlightening because we're not going to tell you anything you may not already know. So, you know, there is that. But there is a lot of cool things going on in all of the worlds. Um, um, there's a VR series coming out that I was just looking at uh, from Star Wars. A virtual oh. reality uh, from ILMX Lab. Um is, is coming out soon. It's a virtual reality experience where they're going to be able to explore the uh, Black Spiral Outpost from Disney uh, World Land, wherever. So it basically kind of gives you a larger experience behind the that world and the, the backstory behind the Galaxy's Edge. It's so, And that's one of those things that I want to go, like, do a deep dive into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be a good thing. And, and it's kind of fun. And it's one of the things you have to think about because you know, I work for university and there's a lot of things that we're doing and a lot of people are doing to stay remote and to do things remotely that used to be in person. So getting into the virtual reality and in the experience of that, of trying to get a larger experience of things, but you can't physically be there, right? Right. You have to do it somehow remote or distant. So um, getting some of these virtual reality things is really cool, um, kind of going and I've always wanted to do the virtual reality games and stuff, but you know, with glasses it makes it difficult, as you know. I think with your glasses it would make it difficult. Let's just be perfectly clear here. Oh yeah, well that's yeah, true right. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, your glasses are pretty. Um, I don't know how how does that work with VR when you do it? You have to have the right. Um, it work. VR will work with glasses. You just have to have the right. Um, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, the the actual VR helmet or VR VR goggles, whatever you want to call them, have to fit over them. That's the biggest issue. Okay. So if yeah, it's over them, it's fine. So like what I what I realized whenever I use them, I haven't used a set in ages. No, but like yeah, the no. the idea is so that your entire field of vision is like engulfed by this this curved screen inside the helmet, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So people with glasses, I'm thinking that would probably have a hard time if it hits like the edge of the glasses that you're wearing or something. Oh yeah, yeah. No, totally. Now there's 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 a lot of of, of love going around for for kind of a resurgence in a couple of different um, fields of movies and entertainment things that people are kind of revisiting. You know, kind of going through the old stuff, um, trying trying to reconnect with it because. You know, everything new has been put on hold or just canceled or removed from life and just there's no um, like positivity that things are happening. There's no definitives right right now. So people are trying to fall back in love with all the old stuff. So we're watching things going back to the old shows. But okay. amongst all of that, like for me, for example, um, I'm rewatching the Lucifer series. Um, I've been rewatching Dexter, Breaking Bad. You know, those types of things. And, of course, House, which is always my classic go-to. So I've been kind of reliving the past, you know, those classic episodes because, again, new stuff is coming, but not in a consistent manner, right? Right, right. Not to right. really know what's going to happen. 
Um, so have you been doing the same thing or are you just kind of just staring into the future and hoping for the best? Well, I have uh, come across the fact that I probably watched everything new and I'm done with them. Like uh, mm. that show on Netflix, um, is it Cursed? Mm. Yeah, that is on our list, yes. Yeah. Have you, so, um, have you had a chance to watch it yet or no? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. And? and? Um, really? I think, um. I, th- I think you would like it. Okay. And the only reason why I say that is because, do you want me to spoil it? No, don't spoil it. Okay, I won't spoil it then. But no, if, go ahead, if anyone, okay, so <laughs> imagine you take the Legend of King Arthur mm-hmm. and you make it woke. Oh yeah, I knew that. That's not really spoiling it. Yeah, I knew that's what it was. Yeah. So like, so I'm seeing it and I'm like, all right, you know, because I never read the Morte Arthur, right? I never read that book. All I dare you, sir. That I, <laughs> Have you, have you read that thing? No, no, I've not. Yeah, it's impossible to read. I think one time, um, just as an example, we read a chapter in like an English lit class I was taking in high school, and I promise you, it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, because my, my exposure, everything that I know about King Arthur, honestly, comes from the movie Excalibur. Hmm. Like, everything right. I know about King Arthur is from that one movie. And or the I've, or the King Arthur Arthur uh, uh, TV show. <gasps> oh my God! Speaking of cool things coming back, you know, know what's coming back? Tell me what's coming back. Oh my God! So Peacock TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard this new streaming service. Ah uh, yes, NBC getting in on it. Yeah, you know what they're well, bringing back? Tell me what they're bringing back. Hit them. Psych. Oh, I like Psych. Okay. I love Psych. Like, love Psych. <laughs> well, you know what they did with that show that I didn't realize that I still haven't had a chance to do it. Psych was one of the ones um, that they actually, even though they stopped making the show, they made movies. Like, they made three or four movies. Interesting. Yeah, I always thought it was. So it's not like... Uh, a, a long story, but they're like mini mini stories. Mm. Um, so yeah, Psych Two, Lassie, come home now. <laughs> it's kind of it's Psych to me was kind of like the Twins Peak phenomenon, right? I just thought it was freaking honey. <laughs> I didn't like, care what it was. I thought it was just hilarious. I I always felt like the two main characters, um, kind of was a hybrid of me and you if we were detectives okay yeah if we were to, if we were fake detectives like they were yeah. i think that i'm not sure which of us would be which but we definitely i definitely feel that we could be those guys i could see it i could see that we share some like traits and personalities and quirks yeah and not guys, identical you know. but you know i'm just not sure which of us would be which one <laughs> but you know <laughs> but yeah but it's you, kind of, again it's but it's kind of funny kind of see all these things that you're like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And then it's like coming back, but in a different form or something like that. Right. Well, thinking of that whole throwback feel, like I often wondered, because like you, you mentioned VR, what happened? Like mm-hmm. this was just recently within the last 
five or six years, what happened with all those people that did the 3D TVs and 3D players? I have no idea. That's a good question because it was a big thing and it was going to become the next wave. And then it kind of, I mean, I'm assuming they still have it, but it's really one of like one of those things. Oh yeah, I have that. And it's in the back of their garage somewhere or something. And they never really use it anymore. Yeah. Because a lot of the movies I've seen like released, I remember them having a 3d like version of them. Right. Mm hmm. Like, right. I remember, right. I remember like, uh, what was one of the big ones? Uh, King Kong in 3d. The one with Jack Black. Um, mm. The other one was um, oh, the Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens. That was in 3D as well. Oh, really? Uh huh. I did not know that, but it makes sense. Again, it was during that phase, right? Right. It was like at that time when all the major like tech companies were offering 3D service, but then like it just went away. Like everybody yeah. was just like. Well, with 4K, it's just like being 3D without the glasses. Hmm. I guess. I'm not sure. Hundred percent on that, but sure. I guess. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> well, because I and I always argue with that. I'm like, well, the idea of 3D is like stuff is like it looks like it's coming out of the screen. Yeah, which is I would prefer the ones that you can kind of look all the 360 view ones. Virtual reality. Yeah, but almost not not necessarily like a whole like 360 even, but like really really you can see side to side at least a little bit larger screen. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, and the and the sizes have definitely with the technology and the microprocessors uh, advancing as fast as they have been, right? And solid state technology, you can right. get like a like an 85 inch TV now. Like that's obscene. It is obscene. It is completely obscene. 85-inch diagonal. And what does that work out into feet? That's what? Seven feet? I guess. So, like, Shaq, Shaquille mm. O'Neal can lay on your TV and fit inside of your TV. So, speaking of Shaq, <laughs> um, I did start watching The Last Dance. Because you had the mentioned... The Last Dance. Yes. Well, you remember the one about uh, Michael Jordan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I started watching it. It was okay. It was interesting. I, I just don't... I don't know. For me, like I said, the way they did it was was, was different than they, if they would have just done everything in a straight line. It yeah. Was like, it was like as he was going through his final season with the Bulls, he was talking about like his journey mm -hmm. and like what shaped his journey, like the whole like instant, like the hatred that he has for Isaiah Thomas of the Pistons. Mm. Like for whatever reason, he has respect for everybody else on that team except for Isaiah Thomas, and he calls him out on it too. Now, and to then, be fair, uh, maybe they had something personal beef, you know. Yeah, true. But at the end of it, it's kind of like when you think of it, like, what is it? They broke that team up in what? 97? Mm hmm. Is that when they broke them up? Yeah. I think right. so, yeah. So we're talking 2020. Mm hmm. You mean, how is it possible that you, that you arguably had a team 
that could literally like go another three years and bring you another three championships, and you want to break up that team. Well, they, Bill, they were ta- they talked about it, and they basically said the reason why is because they knew the end was coming. The general manager, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, and everybody hated the general manager. Short little what it was so and so, um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the 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 crux of it was that everybody's getting old. They're not going to be able to continue for much longer anyways, so why don't we just break them up now and not worry about it? We had our run. Let's move on. That was basically what it sounded like. Yeah, and I understand I understand that mentality, and here's, here's my thought on it. Like, essentially, like, the general manager basically told the coach, I don't care if you go, what is it, 83-0, and 0, you're not going to be the coach next, next season. And so that well, was, like, the first piece also of- a little. Well, that was also, yeah, that was totally a little douche. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's a douche move. But, yeah. again, it's the owner's right to decide if he's going to, you know, completely change everything for no particular reason. Sure, why well, not do that? Right, 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 right. And, and you know <laughs> it's what? It's like, he, really? You know, the general manager only answers to the owner, and the owner pretty much trusts the general manager. I totally get that. And I don't fault him for that logic. My mm-hmm. only thing is, is that, and I think – I don't know if you heard this part in the documentary. The way Michael Jordan was saying is like, look, if we if we go for a championship and we lose it, then I can understand why you want to break up the team. But if we're winning championships, right? don't break up the team. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? That, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand your logic. You stop, got to stop <laughs> me. Throwing logic around, you're going to hurt somebody. Well, that, it didn't something like that happen with hockey, right? Um, that really? That team up in Canada. You're going to uh, go. You're going to go hockey. You're going to go, go hockey. hockey. I'm going to draw a parallel <laughs> wow. to this because in the '80s, like hockey was definitely like the third sport, right? Oh, sure. It was definitely, Absolutely. and it was a, and it was a distant third. It wasn't like, you know, it's you got the three sports on TV. No, no, no. When hockey was on. Nobody watched it, at least anyone that I knew. And I'm not a huge hockey fan to begin with, so. But it's not. That I, I collected. I collected the cards. I knew some of the players, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't right. somebody who'd watched it. So in the '80s, this little city in uh, in Canada, Edmonton, had the Oilers. And mm, I remember winning, the Oilers, sure. And they were winning championships. They won like five in a row. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason. They let their players leave for whatever reason. They broke up the team. The goalie went first, who was like an all-world goalie. Then um, they got rid of like uh, Wayne Gretzky, who at the time was like the greatest player in the sport. They they let him go to Los Angeles. And uh, I forgot the other guy that they let him go to New York. Hmm. And then, because uh, I remember somebody, I, free, I think it was on Twitter, um, and at the time, he was like, Wayne Gretzky was like, yeah, I am hockey. You know, I'm basically bringing all this attention to the sport, and I'm the best player, like, in the league, and I have, I already have five championships. And he was like, yeah, I think if I go to another team, I think I could bring another championship. The dude never won another championship after that. Because you, you, he jinxed himself. That's what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, it, it, but however, it's unlike what happened with with the Bulls and their and their coach Phil Jackson. Like after that, mm-hmm. he went to L.A. and he started another dynasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just think of it. Like they could have had, they could have been the recipients of like another five or six championships if they had just kept the the group together. Oh sure. No, sure. And and the thing is, is that you know, and you say and you say that hockey definitely was not your thing in the in the in the eighties and nineties. And I, you know, collected the cards and stuff. And my my brother collected some of the um, stuff, you know, um, that he watched, like you know, the um, basketball, and you know, I watched the baseball, and you know, of course, football. So you know, there were a lot of different loves for a lot of different teams all at the same time. So we weren't really fans of one sport over another, but there is definitely the 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 joy of enjoying the players and the teams when they're doing right. really well, and it, it's kind of a love of the the game of it, you know, right. that it's the, the game of the of the of the the of the sport, I guess you would put it, um, rather than, than than I love football only or I love this team only or I'm lo- a loyalist to a team. So we kind of came from a different perspective as kids, and still I still have that feeling. Like I enjoy watching a good sports game. I don't really care who the teams are per se. So as you were saying, you know, you're talking Chicago, you're talking Oilers, you're talking L.A., you know, you're talking great teams. So as you're a fan of the sport rather than a fan of your team, a local fan, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I, and I think a lot of that has to do goes back to a, a feeling of a person who's traveled around a lot more and doesn't maybe feel one state is their home, right? Someone who's lived for generations in the same state is going to be more of a local-only fan than someone who, like you or me, who's lived in multiple places, who can kind of get behind the sport as a whole and kind of enjoy the epicness of its stories over a longer period of time. And that's kind of where the you know, last dance kind of fits into it, is yes, it is a Chicago thing, but it's an epic story that really provides a, a great story of the sport and how you know, a great team can get together and have a really great story and how it can just be broken up just because and how arbitrary it is and right. how that kind of sucked, you know. Hey, so it, time, it's, right? it's we kind were, of a we cool were, thing. We were kind of spoiled in the 80s when you think about it because it was a – when it came to sports, it was about dynasties, right? It was oh, like, sure. It was a team of dynasties. Like in the 80s, you had the Lakers, you had the Celtics, mm-hmm. and then in the mid-80s, you had the Bulls. And also the the Pistons, sure. You know, so yeah. like basketball and, and and anyone who was around to see those games, it, I guess probably because at the time we didn't have twenty four hour news cycles. Sure. We still had like newspapers covering a lot of these events, and like you would get little sound clips. Like essentially, um, there was no ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, this was pre ESPN. Um, it was like you would get. Where everything uh, is a sport now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, literally you would have to watch the local news, okay. wait for the guy who covers sports to give you the two-minute recap of, like, all the major sport news of that day. And he might show you a couple clips, right? If you're lucky. Like, I, yeah, because I remember, like, they were talking about uh, – because I grew up in the Panhandle, and I was there in 1988 – at the beginnings of like Michael Jordan's like rise 
And mm-hmm. I remember the news clips would always be always on the news. The clips would be like, and look at this, you know, this this youngster from North Carolina. They call him Air, you know, and, mm. and, and and this is the reason why. And you see him leap from the foul line to dunk, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but, right, right, right. And, and it's like you only get that that snippet, and then that's it. You're like, holy cow! I can't believe what I just saw. Then you then you tell your friends. Yeah, I saw him. He was behind that. And then you hear the one guy said, oh, he wasn't. He had his foot on the line when he did it. And the other guy would say, no, it was before the line. And I think sports, you know, talking about sports back then, it was a little mythic, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, you're definitely looking at something that was um, that was definitely something bigger than life than than it is even today. Yeah, yeah, because I think today you I don't think people have that same level of of passion for it because really you could just pull it up on your phone and like share it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, back then, I, it's I more, it's more to... visible. It's more visible today, but I don't think the stories are as epic. I don't think it, it lands the same way, but I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I, I feel, I don't feel it's as, as epic as it used to be. Well, if we go over to movies, like I remember everyone telling me after the last star Wars movie came out, like of all those books that came out, like I would get like little snippets, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, after all that happened, like Han Solo and and Leia got married and had twins, and one of the twins mm-hmm. was like evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no way. This is all like pre-internet. And then uh, a couple of people were like, oh yeah, if you go back and watch like the original Star Wars, you could see like the like the uh, the spy, the spy droid, which was like. The, mm-hmm. the silver, the silver C-3PO. Mm. Right, right, and, right, right. And they were like, if you watch all three movies, anytime the Empire's involved, you see that same droid. That's the spy droid. I'm like, get out of town. So like, I think the whole word of mouth and mythology thing, I think that's lost today. Oh, sure. Well, now there's just fake news. <laughs> Well, so it's now there's just fake, complete lies that they try to make everybody believe it's it's overload. So you don't know what's real. So it's the opposite in the respect is because there's so much information overload. Finding what's actually really true is a lot harder. Yeah, I was a victim of fake news myself because for a short period of time, I had been convinced through fake news that Brad Pitt was going to star in the Bob Marley biopic. He was going to play Bob Marley. And someone told me to search internet on the internet for like a picture. And you put in the search, you put Brad Pitt, Bob Marley. And sure enough, it's Brad Pitt with like dreadlocks and stuff looks exactly like Bob Marley. Hmm. Did it actually happen though? No, it was all a rumor. That's crazy. Apparently these he apparently these photos were taken. I don't know if it was superimposed or whatever. I didn't go that far into it because once I found out it wasn't going to happen, I just stopped paying attention. But imagine Brad Pitt with, in a black and white photo with dreads and like the like the facial hair growth in the same way that Bob Marley looked. Then they look so alike. Hmm so alike well and the other issue is that you gotta have um in in mind is these deep fakes now right have you heard about this 
Oh, I got deep fake for you, but tell me your example. So, you know, they had um, basically they showed they showed how it's done. Like I was watching a, a, an episode, a special on how it was done. And literally, they could make anybody say anything. And you'd think it was a real person with this technology. So it's kind of crazy, just the general process of it. And it's, it's like, well, then you really, really can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have an actual example of it happening? Well, they had the um, they actually had on Instagram these um, these um, how do you call them? non-human influencers and they're straight okay. up CG, they're straight up AI hmm they're not real they're not real people at all but they have millions of followers on Instagram and they put out content but uh, how are they well that's okay and like some of them are even like spokespeople for products but like how's Chanel Mac. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So they're completely fake. Now, somebody's obviously programming them, though, right? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, I don't know who that part is, but somebody actually had a podcast, and that was like their guest was the AI influencer. And I'm like, how is this possible? That is pretty crazy. And they did an interview. Wow. It's got got to be somebody behind the scenes doing it all. Because the the AI itself is not that, I didn't think it was that, like, advanced yet to really have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Even the the videos, you would think it's a a person. But it looks like a person using filters, if Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've heard I, that that would make sense. Yeah, it's pretty so, crazy. Yeah, it looks like uh, you know, usually it's a, a young lady, um, but you know, it looks a little off because it looks like they're using a filter. Mm. Like the skin, like the skin has like no imperfections and is smooth. Um, you know, the eyes right. are like really big and bright, that type of thing. Almost, no, that, that, almost like Alita Battle Angel, like almost like that. Oh, okay. Where like at first glance you're like, oh my gosh, that that girl's eyes are like way too big. But then yeah, like, they're you, huge. You don't you don't even notice it like ten minutes later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of just blends into it once you get past it. Yeah, yeah. Which to yeah, me, I still funny. think I still think it's a great. I still think that movie's still a great movie, still rewatchable. You know, Edward Norton, perhaps in his best role of saying absolutely nothing and just looking at the camera. Well, you know. <laughs> they're like, they're like Edward Norton, we're going to pay you $20 million to look at this spot right here. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. <laughs> just just look over there. It, it just yeah. stand there. Look. Okay, good. That's perfect. And James that's, Cameron. That's perfect. James Cameron helming everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I always think I'd always think James Cameron is probably a bully, I think. And I have no proof to back that up. No, but, of course uh, not. But I think of him like, you know, swinging around like I'm the guy who made Titanic. I'm the guy who made Avatar. <laughs> Well, he does throw it around. Let's not fool. 
Yeah, those poor writers. They're so stuck in that room in, like, (laughs) California coming up with Avatar stories. I know. That's crazy. And it's been postponed for, for like, for freaking ever now. Like, it's not even going to begin coming out, like, until 2022. Yeah. And the dudes got them locked away. Like, no one can talk about it. Everything is hush-hush. It's like they worked at Area 51. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy stuff. And that's a lot of and that's a lot of what's going on with a lot of the movies. I mean, hell, I mean, poor poor um poor um 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 Mulan was supposed to come out. And it's like yeah. it's never coming out. It's like it's been completely pulled off the list. And there's there's a couple other ones too that are just completely gone. I mean, the biggest thing now is is still um the Snyder cut is the biggest thing still coming out. I mean that's it. It's that's what you that's what every it's all about, you know. Well, I was looking forward to Tenet. They were like, oh no, it's coming out. Yeah, that's that one. Oh, that's another out. one. Yeah, you know, Tenet. you know, one that they actually think is going to come out though, which is kind of a weird one out of all of them, is the new Mutants movie. Yes, I did see that. That I actually and I watched the trailer for it. It's not as horror as I thought it was going to be. See, I thought this was going to be like their first foray into the horror genre. That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. But when I saw the trailer, yeah, it's creepy. But I don't necessarily feel that it's that creepy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not Brightburn creepy? Yeah. Yeah, which I haven't seen yet. Oh. I know. I've seen it. I've seen enough pieces to get the idea, but I haven't seen it. Seen it because I can't figure out where to find it. It's one of those <laughs> ones that's like kind of disappeared. It's not on any service. You're right. Like it's not. It's not anywhere to find. It's like um, I finally have, and I have to actually download to watch it. But finally have the copy, uh, a real copy of of John Wick, so I can watch the trilogy as it's meant to be seen, swearing included. So I finally oh, have would- that. You would enjoy it, my friend. You would definitely. No, enjoy I know. It. I, I I liked it enough. Um, uh, um, I liked it enough to to watch it with the crappy overdub because you know it has our favorite eunuch in it, and that was just great. <laughs> he's still a eunuch in this one. I mean, from what I saw, that he's still kind of a eunuch character. Oh my god! He's still got no boss. So, here we go. You ready for this? I'll dig into it, my friend, because I know you've been waiting the whole episode to do it. So in my search to find something to watch, because I, I do have a lot of downtime now. Do I, you really? Looking, I, well, outside of work. Okay. I, I was, was saying. <laughs> I was flipping I was flipping through the, cha- the channels last night, and I have a channel on my service called Retro. And Just called guys, Retro? Yeah, as the title could like, you know, give you a hint. It's all older movies that are on this. Guess okay. what movie they put on last night from 1986? Okay. 1986. Uh, genre? Fantasy. Um... Well, I'm not going to go with the classic. It's not going to be Princess Bride. No. Because that's everywhere. Yeah, um, that's everywhere. Stardust. No. What? Legend. Oh, good lord. 
I haven't seen this movie, I, I promise haven't. you, since the 90s. And I think I caught it, like, on a, on, a, on a regular TV station was playing it, I think. It was like their Saturday night movie or something like that. It was like That's crazy. I um, remember that movie. A really young Tom Cruise. Tom this was Cruise, like movie, yeah. Like, no, I remember. It was I like remember. his third movie. It was pre-Top Gun, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he still has that, um, you know, even though I'm in my 20s, I still look like I'm 16, right? <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was a young-looking guy. Yeah, he was very young-looking. And, like, his build and everything, like, he wasn't muscular or anything. He still had, like, a, like a kid's body. Almost right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the actress that was uh, working, you know, opposite him, Mia, mm-hmm. the girl from Ferris Bueller. No, oh, wow, that's right. Yeah, and that's crazy. Um, of course, you know, the darkness, the master, the prince of darkness, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yeah, I remember. Yeah, all God. that. Tim Curry is even... one of those guys who's played the weirdest things in his life, and they're. Always good. I don't think Tim Curry's done a bad movie, to be honest. Wait, wasn't there a movie where he was like... No, no, no. I'm getting that confused with the, the movie... Um, uh, the movie where it's like the orangutan in the hotel. That's not Tim Curry, right? Tim Curry not, was in Home Alone too, right? Tip, maybe briefly, yeah, but he wasn't in like a, a large part of the movie. I don't remember that. No, Tim Curry was in Home Alone Part 2. He was the... He was the the guy in the hotel when the kid was in the hotel. He was the oh, one yeah. trying to bust him. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, Tim Curry. Okay. But, uh, that's but Tim Curry, Tim Curry in this movie, like, I don't know if all that's prosthetics, you know, because it's like bare chested, it's red, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's what, and you never get the chance to see him, like, in full scale until, like, you see the battle scene. But let me right. tell you, I don't. And I didn't realize Ridley Scott directed this movie. Mm. And, you know, he did Gladiator. Mm-hmm. He did all those. He did Aliens, right? Did right, aliens, right, right. Mm-hmm. Right, and, yeah. Uh, he's did done some, has some good um, movies under his belt. That's for sure. Uh, Troy, I think he did Troy mm. also, right? A lot of good movies, yeah. A lot of good cinematography, yeah. a lot of good visuals in all of those, right? Yo, this movie was literally like an acid trip and i'm like how is this movie like geared to kids because i remember when the movie came out a lot of those movies back then right a lot of those movies back then were like that too yeah geared toward kids i'm like i because i remember at the time i was into dmd and all this stuff i was you know i was around let me see 86 so i was 12 when the movie came out Mm. and i didn't and i didn't see the theaters i saw it when it hit vhs after it did oh wow yeah. God, that's crazy. But yeah, that brought back so many, and like the acting in it, and like the like one of the little I want to say they're dwarves that helps out Tom Cruise. He ended up playing a very similar role in uh, the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. Mm. And it's almost the exact same makeup. Oh, that's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. that's and really I funny. Know, and what's weird is that, dude, the guy, the bad guy in that movie, there's some scenes in it that literally, if I was a kid, would give me nightmares. Well, that was the thing of that time. I think the rating system was off or something. 
right? I mean, yeah, because it, it was before oh. PG thirteen. There was mm-hmm. only G, PG, and R. Those were the three. Mm-hmm. Right. It just it just feels like it was just it was just way too way too intense. Yeah. Way I too mean, intense. At the very beginning of the movie, they're hacking off the unicorn's horn, and the and the horse dies. And it's like, yeah. holy cow! It's like right off the bat. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's it's one of those weird it's one of those weird movies. I haven't seen it in for, for ages, but it's definitely a movie that it's like, how is this not darker? How is this not <laughs> R or something? Yeah, a heart. Well, I guess probably because you don't see any blood or anything, but there were scenes Still. there like. Like you know, one of the scenes they're stuck in a, in a cage, right? In the in the in the lair, and there's a scene where like people are like being strapped to a table and they're being chopped up for barbecue. That's yeah. That's just what the yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, how how is this marketed to our kids? Because I think didn't they also have like a toy line come out for this also? I don't remember any toys specifically, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put uh, it, it past them to do that. Yeah, because I think I remember there was a, a very short-lived toy line where you could get like you know you could get the unicorns, you can get the goblins and and the dwarves and the, and the main characters, but like the one to get was like the big bad guy with the horns and everything. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. I'd have to go back. But I'd man, have to go I, back I, and like I watched it. I'm like, this was this is a crazy movie. How would this be marketed toward kids is beyond me. Because at first I was like, yeah, it's insane, oh, it's yeah. And I thought about it, I'm like, maybe I should let Mia watch this. Cool. And then I watched it through, and I was like, yeah, no. No, she not going to happen. She would be panicked oh, by yeah. the, the images in this thing, in this movie. No, yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's definitely a dark movie. I mean, definitely a dark. No. Yeah. No. It's almost so, up there with uh, Watership Down. Oh, that's just depressing, though. Yeah, that's dark, though. That's, like, that's I dark. Had, with rabbits, like, how can you go uh, wrong, right? Like, yeah. I remember getting it at the library as a kid, like, getting the VHS and bringing it home. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is so sad. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, no, it's a depressing-ass movie. It's a yeah. depressing ass movie. I was actually watching. Speaking of a, a classic, well, because okay, so let me ask you, what counts as a classic as far as a movie these days? Because we're in 2020, so is anything that's not before 2000 not a classic? Is that is that how it works? My understanding definition of classic is 25 years or greater. 25 years or greater. Okay, so. I was watching the I was watching the Ocean's 11 movie so that's not a classic then. That was what 2001? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, you're almost on the cusp of being a classic almost. movie. Almost. Okay. <laughs> so it has to be over oh, that. Okay. Because even cuz you know cuz I was thinking about cuz like the, the the Fast 5 movie too. That's 20 2011. So that's still not a classic. Nope. And that's the now, fifth installment of that crap. Now, the Fast and Furious, the original one, that's going to be a classic soon. Like, you would say, like, now people, when they say classic movies, you hear Caddyshack, you mm. hear Forrest Gump. Um, Forrest Gump, I say, yeah. Caddyshack, though, I, I never, I don't know. 
I like Bill Murray, don't get me wrong, but he's just sometimes a little too weird for even my taste. Man, let me tell you, the stuff that I heard about that movie is almost as funny as the movie. Yeah, it's I've sad. heard some really strange stuff about that like, movie. Uh, is anything with him? Rodney Dangerfield, like the whole mythos around him, like how old he was when he got into that movie, he was already 68 years old when he made that movie. Mm. You realize that? 68 mm. years old. That's insane. It took him that, that is pretty long crazy. to break in. That is pretty crazy, yeah. No, and, so, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a weird thing, you know? Oh, you know I'm what's a good movie? What else is a classic movie? Well, the, the, oh. the original trilogy, Star Wars trilogy is a classic. The, of course. The, the, Reservoir the OG, Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. The OG Star Trek movies are classics. The OG. I don't think you're allowed to say that with Star Trek. I'm, the originals. Sure. The original. Gangsters? I don't think you can call them. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can with Star Trek. They're like the opposite of gangsters. I'm not sure that's right. Oh, I don't know, man. Your boy Sulu. Oh God, Sulu is is was a little OG. I wouldn't argue, I guess. <laughs> you know, if I had to go with that. And you remember how upset the actor was after they changed his character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was mad about that, which I was I was like, Okay, he's really upset about this and he's not pretending to be upset. Like he was really no. upset about that. Well, you know, you get you, you get invested in a character and then they change it on you. I mean, you know I can see it. Like for I can me, see it being an issue. Like for me, the only reason why I felt bad for Sulu was the mm. fact that it seemed as though he should have been a captain, right? Okay. And there were times mm-hmm. when, like, in the movies, he became a captain, but you didn't know how he became a captain. And he saved Kirk's bacon a few times when he was a captain. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, they, I remember that, because I remember those those movies. Well, and that, But that's the thing. It's like, do you... It's supposed to be the future. And, and do you really need to have ranks and stuff? And, yeah, because, like, Riker, for example. He's a, he's a perfect example. He never wanted to be a captain. Like, he ended up becoming one later, and I forgot what movie it was, but he ended up becoming one, but he didn't want to be a captain. So does ranks really matter that much in the future, or should it matter? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, plus, you know, if you look at it through today's standards, the part of the reason why people move up in the rank is to get a little bit extra pay and a little extra benefits. Right. Well, like I was watching, like speaking of, of OG classics, if you really want to go into it, um, I was watching, I'm watching Deep Space Nine, right? Nice. The one, the one Star Trek series that never went anywhere. Exactly. And I was watching this episode and it was about Cisco and his son, which, you know, a lot of them have that aspect. And his son was hanging, uh, Cisco wanted his son to hang out with uh, O'Brien to learn how to become an engineer for, you know, if he gets a little mini internship with an engineer, it would look really good on his resume for when he joined Starfleet. And, you know, um, his son was like, well, I really don't want to join Starfleet. And you're like, it kind of brings about, you know, he doesn't want to disappoint his dad and so forth and so on. You know, his dad wants to be in Starfleet. And his dad was like, no, it's fine if you don't want to be in Starfleet. It's, it's, it's fine. But, you know, you still have to do something that makes you, that you're passionate about. And I was thinking about it, right? In that world, in that society of the future, at least, and it's such an ir- weird dichotomy because, like, a lot of the aliens they encounter 
I use some sort of currency system. I mean, a perfect example is Quark, right? Right. But Cisco and his son, because they're part of the Federation or they're part of Earth, they don't really use currency. So it really never gets – it really never, like – you never really – they never really talk about that dichotomy in the same way. Not necessarily even like the have, the have-nots, but how does a society built with no money go out into the universe that all runs on some form of money? Well, yeah, you, you know, they kind of go with a right, right. So they trade like technology or knowledge or something or land or whatever. But it's just it's really weird to kind of think about that, and they never really dive too deeply into it because I think they didn't want to have to mess around with that shit. But right. it, it definitely bring, brought up questions as I was watching. I was like, how does that really function? You know, like right, like like has human society on Earth? If he doesn't join Starfleet. But he's still ha- he's still an engineer and he's still good. What does he do? Do they just like, right. do they just have do they just have like homes that he could just you know dwell in and he could do engineering stuff? Right, exactly. I mean, or you know, because he they mentioned like O'Brien was was talking in that episode about what his father wanted him to be, and his father wanted him to be a musician, and he was going to be part of an orchestra. And I'm like, there's a whole bunch of questions around that, like. He wanted him to play cello, you know? It's like, okay, if they're – where's like, the whole financial system that would fund that, poof, gone, right? Right. So it, it – it, it, there's no commerce. So how does it stay functioning? The you know other part of it to me is like why would you even need music at that point? If everything well, is taken yeah. care of and it's, and it's that type of society, usually you listen to music to like escape. You know, mm-hmm. distress or something like that. Yeah, no, it's 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 very strange um, concept in that, and it's a great concept, but it's just so brings a lot more questions than it gives answers. <laughs> to me, to me, I think the best society to belong to would have been the Borg. Well, that's that's not dark at all. Dude, you're taken care of. You're you're with people that you know. Everything's provided that, for you. You know they hook I, you up with some pretty sweet technology. You know they they take away this useless hand and turn it into like you know a giant like claw that can crush like titanium. I I think I think you need help because that's not not Laser eyes. not even n- no. I think that's 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 just wrong, dude. I just know. Breathing in space. <laughs> uh huh. That's that's like the biggest thing for you. Breathing in space. Plus, <sighs> she was, she, you know what? She wasn't that bad of a of a chick, right? Wow. Sure. She wasn't that bad. Assimilate this. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. Assimilate you know, she this. Had, <laughs> she, she she had a little thing for bald guys, and I'm like, well, you know, I am a bald guy, and. Wow. You, you, that's desperation when the Borg chick, queen of the Borg hive, is 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 a possibility for you. All right, I'll 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 test you out next time if there ever is a con, and there's somebody mm-hmm. there dressed as the female Borg. I dare you not to look. All right, I'll take you up on that because you know I win either way, really. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I win either way. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. So. Well, we hope we hope everybody's staying safe out there. There is a lot of great stuff to watch. There's a lot of stuff. There's some stuff coming. Unfortunately, not as much as we'd like. We are getting a little thin on 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 co- content we can watch. Unfortunately, because we're just kind of running out. Um, hey, I'm, we're getting a I'm little like, desperate. <laughs> I mean, if if anything, I've been searching like the Twitterverse. I've been searching Bookface and Instagram, and like you said, just trying to find a, just trying to find anything. Anything, right? And it's just <laughs> everything's shut down. But I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean that like maybe some of the old stuff like you can go back and watch like maybe binge all three Back to the Futures or you know maybe wow. go back and watch Legend. Mm-hmm. Or you if know. you want something fun and, and a little light, you could go watch I Zombie. I Zombie. Yeah. Do you never watch it? That's the one where she's the coroner. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, the it's first cute. Season. The first season. No, it's- it gets it, it. It continues to be cute. You should you should finish watching. It was cute. It's not like oh my god, this is the best thing ever, but it was cute. It was fun. I think I think you should watch Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yes, with Rami Malek. I don't. Yes. What's it is? Yeah, Rami Malek. I don't I don't I don't think I remember that Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. I think you should watch that. That'll be a good watch. It's a show that doesn't exist anymore, but I think you would you would enjoy it. I, I haven't brought myself around to watch this one show, which everyone told me I should. Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's, yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> I it's know. one of those. It's one of those movies, kind of like uh, what was that? That kind of had its run and it went away. Oh gosh, Entourage. It's oh, yeah. like that. I won't. I won't watch that. I wrote. I Boy was good though. That was what a good was movie. It? I boy, it's with it's with your girl from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the boys connected to the internet. Yeah, it was actually really good. She was good in it. Um, I haven't, I still haven't finished the second season of uh, Altered Carbon though. Ah, yeah, Altered Carbon. Or you could do the Netflix uh, Lost in Space. However, the second season isn't as exciting as the first season. Well, you kind of lose something. I mean, the first season you kind of you know everything's. I knew the second season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, you could always just go back and watch um, the Untold History of the United States by uh, Oliver Stone. Oh gosh, I watched that and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm watching this. I'm only two two more clicks away from like watching that whole Wayfair uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to take away from that the Oliver Stone thing because I watched the whole thing and I still am not sure what what I'm supposed to take away from it. Yeah, I mean, I took it as, well, all right, that's an interesting view on, like, America. Yeah. That's basically what I took away from it. I'm like, all right, that's that's a way you can look at it. I didn't see anything in there that changed my mind about some of the events he covered, though. No. I was like, I, was like mm, I don't think it was about that, but that's the direction he took. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, just, I, I found it interesting. I watched it. It was something. It was background noise. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what I did. It was background noise. Yeah. I mean, I drifted off to sleep a few times and watched it. You know. Uh, the yeah. other the other thing that I think that if you want to get into uh, other conspiracy type things like that, the uh, Legend of Skinwalker Ranch. You have the weirdest stuff. Okay, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually uh about 
It's a scientific team that's in this basin in Utah, and they call it's it's known by another name, but they know it like essentially it's gotten its press through being Skinwalker Ranch, where a lot of paranormal stuff happens, mm. UFOs, cattle mm. mutilations, and mm. basically it's a team of scientists out there investigating it. Hmm. And and it's been going on for like 25 years. The same guy who brought that to public was the same guy who brought to public um, Bob Lazar from Area 51. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Same guy. Okay. Fair but enough. It's an, in, it's an interesting watch. I think if you just caught like maybe the intro to like episode one, you could see whether or not it would be worth your time. Okay. And then if worse comes to worse, you can always just watch The Witches. They turn everybody into mice. The Witches. What a great movie. Yeah? No? Definitely. Scary for little kids. Oh, yeah. But it's a good movie. (laughs) Perfect. It's a perfect movie to scare the little bit of the kids. Oh, did you see that trend that's going around recently? What trend? Okay, so it's a small trend, but it's because um, The Last Airbender, both the really crappy movie and the oh. animated TV series are both on Netflix right now, right? Ah, yes. So they, they, you can do it one of two ways. You either have somebody who's never watched it watch the TV, the animated series, which I think is the classic way of doing it. You have them watch the animated series all the way through. Then you, you go, okay, now there's the movie. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> a movie? And you just watch their reactions to this like, awful, oh, horrible the eye pollution. <laughs> That's a, yeah. So uh, it's it's definitely a, a trend I saw going around on uh, TikTok. I think it was of the oh reactions of people who watched the animated series now watching the movie. It was pretty hot. It was pretty funny. Hey, that that animated series. It can, it can go toe-to-toe to, like, anything, honestly. Anything oh, with yeah. Dave Filoni being involved in it, amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to, if, if the rumors are true, I can't wait to see it come become a, a new live-action show. Um, I would I would totally behind, be behind to watch that, if they oh. do it right. Netflix has the has the money. Oh, yeah. I think they got they all the monies. They're the only ones coming up with new content. That's for dang yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff out there, guys. We want you all to stay safe. We'll keep you stay guys safe. entertained as we go through. We are going to do, um, I think on the next episode, we are going to do, because it's it's all about Ernie and what Ernie wants, we are going to do a full <laughs> Zack Snyder Justice League oh. episode again. As we get closer and more stuff comes in, we will definitely do a full episode on the breakdown of everything and every juicy fact we can get our hands on. So that is coming on the next episode of Two Nerds and a Joe. Snyderverse. Yes. So he's, as always, Ernie's thrilled to bits about that. So we'll talk about that next time. Um, We definitely want to thank you guys for following us, our loyal fans of 15 people. We we love you each and every one of you. Um, Yes. Every week you're watching our show, so we appreciate it. So please make sure you're following us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We try to do some some stuff on there, but just haven't had the chance to recently. It's been really crazy. We will try and get back on there and do some more stuff. But no matter what comes out or doesn't come out, when you're looking for something retro or new, there's <laughs> always the classic, and that is, of course, peace out.
Peace out, everybody. We will see you guys next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.